Hi, I'm Sammy. And I'm Harm. Welcome to the Queer and Disabled Podcast, where we explore the unique experiences of those who identify as both LGBTQIA and disabled. This show is a platform for voices that are often marginalized and underrepresented in mainstream media. We will be discussing a wide range of topics from navigating the intersection of identities to the challenges faced by our community. Join us as we celebrate the diversity of our experiences and work towards creating a more inclusive and equitable society. All right, we're doing this. Uh huh. Beautiful rainy day in Southern California. And we are starting a podcast about being queer and disabled. Yes. Yes. Um, my name is Sammy. My name is Harm. Yeah, my, my pronouns are they, them. And mine are he, him. Yay. Um, so we both work at a, non, a local nonprofit for people with disabilities, and we help them become independent, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm an independent living skills instructor. I'm a, I'm a healthcare advocate. <laughs> yeah. It's bananas. So, um, I'm trans non-binary, and I identify as queer, because I'm very gay. I guess pan, but the word pan is odd to me. What about you? What about you, sir? Um, I am... Uh, female to male transgender. I just identify as a man or trans man. Um, but I am straight. Uh, how unfortunate for you. (laughs) Having to go through this beautiful trans experience just to be like, I'm straight. Um, but that happens. Um, yeah, so... What disabilities do you have, if you want to talk about? Because this is the Queer and Disabled podcast. So I have um, Vauxhall syndrome, which every single letter is an acronym for a birth defect. Um, And you have to get like three of those birth defects or more in order to have the disability. My esophagus didn't connect. When I was born, um, I was also born with scoliosis. Me too. I was born without um, an anus um, and some weird um, GI issues. Um, So they basically had to reconstruct my esophagus. They had to recon like not reconstruct but actually can surgically construct mm-hmm. anus um, when I was three um, and growing up I had like a colostomy bag and a feeding tube before they could do those surgeries. I also have um, uterus didelphus, um, which basically means I have two uteruses. Um, that's too many (laughs) yeah my genitals are also not normal but i don't want to go yeah you don't have to yeah this is like (laughs) um what you want it to be (laughs) yeah um and um what else um oh yeah going back um so they did do the construction of my anus but I can't really feel anything um bowel wise without medication um and the medication I do have is just to make everything um flow because I was also born without um uh the muscles in the intestine uh so it's just kind of paralyzed until I have medication um, so I get chronic constipation. I get stomach aches a lot. Um, so I the get tummy chronic, issues. Yeah, the tummy issues. I get chronic pain from my scoliosis and my GI issues. Um, and then I also have complex PTSD as part of my disabilities. 
Um, yeah. No kidding. <laughs> um, I was born in an uh, abusive environment that um, I think we can go into our... Um, <laughs> it could be like a whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Our trauma to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That'll be the trigger warning. Um, and those are my disabilities and identity. Nice. Okay, my turn, I guess. Um, I have a lot of mental struggles. I am... I'm So I'm like... I'm in my mid-30s. Oh. And... I'm thirty-five. Wow. I, <laughs> I think I turned 29 this year. Oh, you baby. Um, so I like I barely found out I'm autistic. And I'm fighting with my medical team to like prove to them that I'm autistic and get that diagnosis. Is it gonna do anything besides validate me? I don't know. And I, I diagnosed that ADHD. That we figured out when I was in my 20s, which was still late and um, gold. Uh, and then I've got, I, I have um, I have a list, but I don't want to look it up because it's take forever. So I'm going to try to remember. So I have been diagnosed with many mental illnesses over the years to the point where I don't think all of them are real. Um, so I have been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, which is why I do the dialectical behavioral therapy because it's specifically for BBD. Um, I, I don't know if that's real or not, but then I see how well BBT, um, dialectical behavior therapy works for me. I'm like, yeah, that kind of confirms it. Um, I have been diagnosed as bipolar, but I think that's bullshit i think it was a misdiagnosis and i'm actually autistic um and uh the, the complex ptsd from trauma that is my life there i have that tragic upbringing as well um and uh assaults which is not great um that i survived um and then like general anxiety disorder and like many other things i don't remember it's it's a list on the gender dysphoria is on my list of the kaiser um diagnosis and like oh that's cool thank you and somatic something i don't remember it's a it's long i can't remember them all and i wear hearing aids i guess and i'm I barely learned a couple months ago that that I it's uncomfortable, but I could identify as deaf because I have hearing loss and I just I don't I'm still processing that. Um, so I'm a person who is barely figuring out that I am disabled and accepting that and unpacking that and what that means and my own internal biases. Um, as of like <laughs> August, <laughs> you're like, oh, this one you got hired. Oh, it is. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. I was. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. So you said that you have like a whole list. Of I do. Do you want me to look it up? Because I can't remember it all. Well, so what's interesting is when you have a complex PTSD. A lot of times, because that's not in the DSM-5, um, therapists will, like, say that you are, like, certain, have certain mental illnesses that you don't, but they overlapped with, the symptoms overlap with CPTSD. So I'm wondering if you may, might, like, not, I don't want to say only have CPTSD, but, like, that might be, like, your main mental illness. Whereas in all the other mental illnesses might be like, oh, we don't know what you have, but you have symptoms close to these, therefore. 
Scroll. <laughs> it's a list. People who have CPSD, CPTSD, um, are very common uh, diagnosed with bipolar or BPD because the symptoms are so similar. Um, but it's actually a misdiagnosis a lot of Rad. the time. To for BPD, and instead it's actually CPTSD. Um, that's funny because I think the the reason I got diagnosed, um, I think I've been in five psych wards. Mm-hmm. Like they know me; it's terrible. Um, and Doctor O, I'm not gonna say his full name. Um, when he was doing my thing where they evaluate you, um, I was like, yeah, I have like really bad PTSD. I've been through every kind of abuse, like, like sexual abuse, financial abuse, child abuse, all the abuse. Like, I just like listed them out. Oh, that's borderline personality disorder. I was like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) that's not any fault of my own. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I just like. A bunch of shit that happened to me. Boo. And I think a lot of mental health professionals are don't exactly know how they maybe I should like, Kaiser. <laughs> complex PTSD or they don't know much about it. There's some therapists that don't even believe in it because it's not in the DSM five. The DSM five is like bureaucratic white bullshit. Yeah. I think. That maybe it's just CPTSD and not all, all of the above. Yeah, I actually I did um, pull up my my Kaiser app to look at the list, and it's a lot. Um, and there's more. I know there's more that they didn't want to put on there. Oh, I have um premenstrual dysphoric disorder. What's that? It's like really fucking bad PMS. Hmm. Um. Um, is PMDD and some um, you know people with the uterus think the diagnose that like the thought of it is bullshit but also like I notice every single hospitalization I had coincide with an extremely hard like menstrual cycle for me mm-hmm. and when I shared my psychiatrist he's like oh that's PMDD that's interesting yeah because of my um, double uterus um I've always had hormonal and menstrual cycle issues. Mm-hmm. Like, lit- ever since I started puberty, mm-hmm. um, my period would be very heavy. Mm-hmm. And I would have periods for literally two weeks straight yeah. um, with only one to two weeks in a break. And then I would have a period again. again. Um, there was only like a couple of times like per year where, where my period would stop for like a month and mm-hmm. then come back in like that same cycle. That's like a whole thing to manage. Yeah. That's uh um, and I and every time that I would have it I would I would also have like severe mood swings. Mm-hmm. Um or like be in like a anxious depression state. Um and then whenever I had my period I would be like oh this makes sense <laughs> I didn't know there was like any kind of like name yeah PMDD like it's um at least on TikTok I've seen some like femme people be like this diagnosis is bullshit and it's just a doctor's write off to like um ignore you and your needs and I'm like no I think I think it's a real thing like maybe I don't know I'm not a doctor fuck it is there is there like an ex- can you think of like an experience where like your transness came into play with like your disability um that would be my stomach I would think in like doctor hospital stuff yeah especially um while I was transitioning mm-hmm. um uh where like, medical professionals even though I was on tv and would like pass in public mm-hmm. um every time I went to like a medical facility even
for my trans stuff, like with Medi-Cal, mm-hmm. like at the endocrinologist where I was getting my testosterone, <laughs> oh my God. they would misgender me. Oh no. Um, and that was like across the board until oh. I went to Kaiser. Um, like even the nurses for in the endocrinology just like everyone would misgender me and I would tell them I would like be like hey I'm not I'm a I'm a boy I'm I'm here for testosterone <laughs> yeah um, as my treatment and I remember um this lady on the phone and she was like oh okay I'll like put it in your file and then she looked at my file and she's like oh that's already in your file for everyone to call you he him and misgender you correctly i'll just like tell everyone in the office to remind them yeah and i'm like i have a low voice now Uh i i i'm here for literal testosterone yes why are you misgendering me you you're very mask presenting yeah and i don't like i am very I, I like to think of myself as very like stereotypical male. Like I don't. Do you do that on purpose? Mm-hmm. No. Or is that just who you are? I guess that's who <laughs> okay. I am. Cool. Um, when I had my gallbladder surgery, it was a thing where, again, you know, pretty. I was like two years on T, um, as presenting, um. And my surgeon for my gallbladder surgery, and it might have been my partially my dad's fault because he was like still like getting used to pronouns, mm-hmm. and he was with me um, at the hospital, so he would like interchange between she and he at the time. Mm-hmm. And my uh, surgeon came in and and where my dad was like misgendering me, but like. So then my surgeon would only use she, her pronouns. Yeah. But in my notes, it was the most... I was so mad. <laughs> because he put... He put... That, oh, this person identifies... Like, I, I don't know how to like say because I don't remember the exact thing. But it was like, they think that they identify as FTM um and then he would like misgender me the entire like other times in the note traumatic on top of like a difficult surgery yeah and I'm like why would you put that in my note I'm legally male everywhere like in in the system on my ID and but because that I'm trans and because it's like in the system that I'm trans probably they're like oh he thinks that he's trans his sex is female therefore she's a girl what about me I was very uncomfortable um, the entire time that I was in the hospital or any medical uh, setting before Kaiser um, queer and disabled I get misgendered a lot in medical I know like before I transitioned well when I wanted to transition because I was disabled a lot of people thought that I didn't know that Mm. I was trans like um yeah they like didn't believe you knew what you wanted mm -hmm. um when I before I started tea or like um started uh, I think I was seeing your anniversary is coming up, right? Yeah, I think I was seeing Megan at the time. Um, no, I, I actually I'm not sure. It was when I was figuring myself out, um, uh, trans wise, being like, oh, being a male trans like is a thing. Like I knew that trans trans women existed. I didn't know that trans men existed yeah. because. No representation. I want to share a story. Cool, sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. Sorry. Um, so, I met my first trans dude when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand. Because like, I'm old, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there there wasn't really any 
trans mask representation in media, in the world, in my local society, whatever. And then I did a, a, a program called Walk in My Shoes. Um, it was a like a convention at Cal State Fullerton. And you just, you there's like all these different panels, like groups from different walks of life. Like this is like, go see what, you know, being Muslim is like. Go see what, I don't remember what else. But one of them was like an LGBTQ panel. Like different queer people saying, I guess that's what we're doing. Um, what their what their lives were like to like you know me the youth mm-hmm. at the time and there's a trans dude and his name is Pat and um, he was telling the story of like who he is how he's trans blah blah how his mother cried when he transitioned because like you killed my baby whatever um, and that hit me and I cried and the whole panel came together and like like coddled me um, and I just remembered that for like the rest of my life. And then I fucking met him. I met him recently. He was at a Christmas party I went to. Mm. I went to um, a rainbow Christmas party this year. And I was like sitting across from this dude. And like, I was like, I think that's a Because I'm like, like this is, this is like almost 20 years later. Oh, wow. This is like 20 years later, right? Because I was 13. I'm 34. Math. Um, and I'm like this is it him oh my god and then like other people are like calling him pat and like and i was like it's your name pat and i was like did you do walk in my shoes in like 2003 or whatever and like and we talked and it's beautiful and i was like you're the first trans man i've met ever knew existed and then i cried and it was beautiful so yeah representation is so important yeah the only representation that I remember seeing is Adam from Degrassi. I don't know if you ever I've, watched that. I've, so I watched Disclosure. Have you seen Disclosure? It is a Netflix documentary um, about trans representation in media. Mm-hmm. As far as I, it's, I don't know how to So it's got like, like, for example, Laverne Cox talking about how she grew up seeing trans women displayed mm-hmm. in media and how it's fucking awful. And like they're killed or they're sex workers or whatever. And then there's some trans guys, I can't remember the names right now, but talking about the Degrassi dude, the guy on L Word, the guy in, um, it was traumatic. I didn't want to remember. But like, like how it's just like terrible <laughs> representation. So how was the Degrassi one? Because I didn't watch that. Um, I think it was good. Yeah. I, when I, Watched it growing up, I was obsessed with the Adam storyline, and I didn't uh-huh. know why. <laughs> and um, I would like literally save like the the I like I would like record whenever I knew that like Adam was like an Adam that. episode. Yeah, yeah. And I would like fast forward to only see his his storyline. You're fascinating. And I didn't know why. I I and it, I guess it didn't click that like. Because it's a fictional character mm-hmm. that, like, oh, this happens in real life. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just, like, you know, just something that in this world, like, that's what he was allowed to be. Uh-huh. But I was also, like, obsessed of, like, this is something that I would want to do. I want to be allowed to do that. <laughs> um, I'm trans my gender. Yeah. I want to be male. I, um... Because I feel the same way that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know that you could transition to male um, until I was in college. Uh-huh. And I went to um, the LGBT club there, Pride Alliance. And I learned a lot about LGBT stuff. And um, not only are there trans women but non-binary people and trans (laughs) there is no non-binary representation no there is Um, not that's why i force myself on the internet so and at the time um even before i went to the lgbt club i think like i was getting quote unquote misgendered as a man Mm -hmm. at college isn't it exciting i was like yes i like this i would just like quote unquote let them misgender me Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I would just like live my life like that at college. Live your life. Um, and I would do it at like restaurants too. And then until like my dad would like intervene and be mm. like, actually, she's a girl. Gross. And I would get so disappointed but wouldn't say anything. And he would like get on to me and be like, you can't let them like misgender you like that. You can't let them say that about you. I'm just over there like. Okay, mm-hmm. so idea, we talk to your dad some point on the show. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting. We could talk to my dad too. Rock the Are boat you, a little bit. Would you be okay with that? My, it would have to be remote because he's in Arizona, mm. but he's he's good. <laughs> we are not speaking to my mother. Okay. <laughs> um. I, I sidetracked you. I'm sorry. I do yeah, that. I don't, I don't know what I was talking about anymore. You're um. Okay. I don't know that I was talking about uh, trans representation. Mm-hmm. And in the college. In the college. Um. Yeah. That how I didn't know that I was. Uh, trans until people misgendered me as a guy and then lived my life as a guy at college. Um, oh, I think I was, uh, it was building up to like my dad. So, oh, because we were, we're talking about um, how my disability okay. and stuff. So, um, so I'm like, uh, living my life at college as a guy. This was like before DMC. Um, now I remember. So I changed my gender on Facebook mm. to male. <laughs> and, um, and it like tells everybody, I think. It does. Yeah. Um, and my dad came in my room and like asked me about it he's like why are you male on facebook and i'm like because that is who i think i said something like that's who i am or something and then he said well you can't be a boy you don't have the hormones or anything like i can get them i didn't know that (laughs) so and I think that was partially because of my disability. Um, about, you know, how I can't, like, know for myself. And at the time, I didn't have, like, the lived experience or the therapy to, like, actually, like, say how I feel mm-hmm. about it or, like, explain gender. I just knew... This is what I like. This is, I think, how I identify. I'm going to, like, take steps to, like, accomplish that. Like, at the time, like, I was watching, like, trans man YouTube, and I had, like, a binder and a packer yeah. and and everything. Um, so, like, I was, like, living my life like that. And then when my dad said, like, oh, no, you can't be a boy. You're going to confuse everybody. Um, That's on them. <laughs> And so I cried, uh-huh. and then I put away all my trans stuff uh-huh. and just not forgot, but, like, just, like, hid in the closet, basically. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, until I got to DMC. That's which a was long like, time. Yeah. That was, like, for a couple years. I was, like, back in the closet um, until I... DMC as a consumer mm-hmm. and I'm not exactly sure why I think it was my articles that I was doing at the time and I was sharing them with Megan and then I guess Brittany at the time asked uh, Megan if I could like uh, volunteer at the program to do this uh, advocacy group for them with uh, Emily mm-hmm. and um, and so I said yes. Um, 
and the first thing that she asked me, she had to um, pick me up because I didn't have transportation at the time because I don't drive, I didn't have access, mm-hmm. uh, transportation sucks in South County. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was picking me up at the time uh, to go to the youth program. And I get in her car, and the first thing that she says to me is, you know, I see that you dress uh, and express yourself very masculinely. Do you want to um, present yourself as he, him, to the group? And I was like, what? (laughs) I can do do that immediately. That's exactly what I said, like, probably four or five times, like, on on the way. I'm like, are you sure that I can can do this? Like, are you you sure? Uh, So I, we practiced, like, not practiced, but, like, I was introduced Mm -hmm. as a guy to DMC. um, And then I lived my life as a guy at DMC for, and went to, and I started to go to, uh, therapy um, uh, for mental health stuff and mm-hmm. then it was it was interesting because that even in uh, therapy because I didn't like even at Shanti with like the um, equal signs everywhere and like the flags I still didn't trust nobody mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like just because you have equality as your stickers doesn't mean shit <laughs> yeah um, that could just be um the allyship that is like false like, yeah. I'm a good person yeah I'm uh-huh. not gonna take any action yeah and because of my CPTSD and just how you know that first experience of like coming out to my dad and be like oh you're not really mm-hmm. guys like I don't wanna trust nobody <laughs> sing it um so I did not tell my therapist that I was or that I was doing that at DMC. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we were like doing the um, the sessions with her, like she would ask me about like my expression and like I would talk about like the things that I like and the things about my um, expression, I guess my dysphoria at the time. Um, but I didn't like label it as dysphoria mm-hmm. or anything. I, was I didn't just, know what like, the fuck that word was till yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, I was just like talking, you know. And at one point, she like, so you dress very masculinely. You talk about like these like certain things in a certain way. How do you identify? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Uh, I, at first I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I reflect. Yeah. Um, so it took me like another session or two for me to be like, okay, actually, <laughs> I I do identify as trans. I am going by he, him at like DMC, but like nobody else knows. Um, and... Uh, she already knew about like my um, disability, and by the time I got healthcare, because um, I didn't have healthcare because medical neglect until I moved here. Oh my god! <laughs> so I didn't get healthcare until I was nineteen. With all of that going on, mm-hmm. you did not have medical care. Mm-mm. The only thing that I my... am so happy that you are alive right now. The only thing that my mom did was get me braces. Uh huh. But even that, I remember you the story. Yeah. But even that, like my braces stayed on for like fucking four years, Uh and I did not get them off until right, like literally two days before I moved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna get mine off this month. I'm not sure. Anyway. Um. So, but so before I was on T, I was actually on. Deprovera mm-hmm. because of my hormonal issues and periods and I needed them to stop mm-hmm. like it's not just like oh I'm trans and I want like my period to stop it's like no you're I have like fucking anemia really bad mm-hmm. and hormone issues and mood swing issues like 
Yeah. The appearance needs to stop. It's not mm-hmm. just dysphoria. Would you get a hysterectomy? Yes. That's okay. something that I want. Would it be me. two hysterectomies? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know Sorry. how that works. Um, uh, but that is something that I'd want to discuss pretty soon. Um, that's like the next surgery that I want. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm like, as the local healthcare advocate, I will look into this shit. Yeah, I think oh we God. have we have eighteen days to change our healthcare. Mm-hmm. So if because uh, I don't need any more surgeries, mm-hmm. I don't need any more hormones. So I'm like, I think I might be done with Kaiser, mm-hmm. and I might like transition to United Healthcare PPO bullshit. Um, with Kaiser because of the trans experience. Yes. Yes, I completely agree with you, um, but I need better better mental health care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can I can I could do some research and be like, "There's another." I, I'm gonna, I don't know if any of my friends have had a hysterectomy. You know how I'm in that trans group? Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about what we've done or what we're planning on doing. Um, I can't think of anyone who's had a hysterectomy because like it's cool having that group because they talk about I've done this this is who I talked to this was my doctor this was my experience that doctor sucked don't go to him but this is who you should go to instead it's really nice there's another story about hysterectomy that we could like double back on and put a pin in it because <laughs> there's a story that happened while I was in the hospital oh no um so but uh, circling back. Um, so at the time I was on Depovera to um, stop periods because of my disability and because of dysphoria. And so my therapist at the time talked to me about testosterone mm-hmm. and transitioning that way. Um, and one of the things that she said was like, well, you're already on a hormone replacement therapy. Why not just take the hormone that you want to have oh it's exciting and i didn't think about it that way until she said it and i was like you did everything uh, the hard way holy shit huh you did everything the hard way what do you mean because like i have i have my little my little um trans group therapy and we just like pop off on like what we want to do or what we're thinking about and somewhere else be like oh that's this mm-hmm. this is what you can do it sounds like you had to have things revealed to you slowly mm-hmm. and figure out things yourself. And that is so hard. Yeah. Um, and even when I was like presented with hormone therapy, um, I was scared at it at mm-hmm. the time because I knew that it was permanent. Yeah. So I did what I do with basically everything oh, no. is research the fuck out of testosterone every side effect every like permanent effect like Mm -hmm. what would happen if you like get off of it Mm -hmm. um stuff like that before i ever like did anything with it Mm -hmm. and and i like made sure that um you know um i was comfortable with he him pronouns and yeah like this is it um so I was socially transitioned for about a year before I went on hormones. Mm. Um, I did hormone replacement therapy. I did testosterone, but I am non-binary. And if a tad different, mm-hmm. but yeah, could go off. Um. So that's how, like, disability and um trans um has led me to this point oh also um before i um transitioned medically um because i had that therapy experience and dmc experience Mm -hmm. and i was i also like um came out to my toastmasters group Mm. um what is toastmasters 
Um, Toastmasters is just a place where you can um, do public speaking and practice public speaking, get leadership positions. Should I do that? And you can um, and once I had like that experience, then I came out to my dad a second time. Uh-huh. And that time was a lot better. Um, okay. so I was like, uh, this is how I identify. This is what I've been doing. This is how I feel. I've been going to therapy mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about going on hormones. Um, and so we talked a lot about, um, pronouns and things before I went on hormones because I'm like it's gonna be weird if I go on hormones and you're still calling me she her Mm -hmm. like that's not gonna work out for you (laughs) um so my dad calls me they huh my dad calls me they yeah it's really nice um the second time around was a lot better with everyone cool they um like, I want to say that gives me hope for my mom, but, like, it also doesn't because of who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, my dad is pretty accepting anyways. I think oh, it was cool. just, like, I don't know what he was thinking at the time. What are people going to think? Mm-hmm. What will the neighbors say? Oh, no. Um, so, and, yeah. So, there's that story and I want to because we were talking about it before I'll circle back to the hysterectomy thing and disability Mm. thing so because of my disability of my GI problems I get chronic constipation Mm -hmm. so I do like uh, treatments and stuff to help with it I have medication now to help with it Um, at the time I was not taking the medication that I am now Um, but so I had very chronic constipation to the point where it uh, gave me a deadly uh, infection. Oh no. Um, so I was in the hospital um, and it was, the infection was spreading. Like it spread to what, I guess what it looked like it was spreading to my ovaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were trying to do tests and stuff, but with that area, it's very hard mm-hmm. to do that, those exams. The the ultrasound, you mean? Um, it and it can do whatever. There's certain um, ultrasounds, but they were able to do it with like the, just like the, how they do pregnant mm-hmm. people on the belly. Um, and... So, I don't remember what they found, but um, everything was very inflamed from what I remember. The infection was spreading there, so they were, um, there was one doctor that wanted to have a hysterectomy so I don't die from this infection. Uh-huh. The other doctor oh, no. was like, well, this person needs to keep their these organs in case they want to have children. Jesus Christ. Which one was? <laughs> Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you could have had a free hysterectomy. Yeah. And I was like, it was literally because of a deadly infection. Um, and I don't want to bear a child. No, no seahorse dad for you. No. Um, I, I don't even think that I have the capacity to do that even if I wanted to mm-hmm. because of my disability mm-hmm. because of how everything mm-hmm. is very complicated. Like I've heard before that if I was uh, to pregnancy I could die or the fetus could die. So like Someone gonna die. Yeah. And even if I wasn't a trans man, even if I was a cis woman, like that would still like, that's yeah, still, that's still happen. Yeah. Um so, like, pregnancy is just off the table. Uh-huh. And... Let's do that hysterectomy. Like, I'm going to Google some shit when we're done here. <laughs> like, I think my work laptop's in the car. <laughs> That's always been, like, a real fear of mine of, like, 
getting R word. Yeah, no, been there, done that, sucks. And, um, and the acronym is SAID. Oh, okay. And, um, having, getting pregnant from that and not being able to do anything about it and then dying. And then dying, yeah. So I used to be on birth control for just that reason Mm. in case it ever happened again. Um, and at one point my gynecologist was like, you need to stop living your life like this. And I'm like, "Mm, you're right. Um, but yeah, I get that. I get that. (sighs) Should I make a cup of tea? (laughs) There's a lot. Yeah. Podcast is all over the place. All That's right. all right. This is the this is um the intro. This is the intro. This is the pilot episode. Um, this is what you're getting into, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we had an agenda. Let me pull it up. Okay. So we did <clears throat> what part of LGBT we are and disabilities we have in our. I guess I was talking about my experience with mm-hmm. the intersectionality of it all mm-hmm. and how being queer and disabled impacts me. Mm-hmm. Do you want to answer that question? Sure. I didn't really want to. Inf- I'm very and let's interject. And here, like, yeah, I know. Um, it's very that impulse control is difficult. Um, so thank you for giving me space. Um, so, uh, I know when I got my top, my first top, I've had two top surgeries. When I got my first top surgery, um, all of the staff was calling me she, her. Um, however, in the paperwork, like the, the notes, mm-hmm. um, it was all like he, him. Interesting. Right. Um, all the notes, like, oh, he, you know the breast weight of 10 pounds or whatever yeah um or like he did not experience any complications blah 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 and like all them pronouns and i'm like that's that's i should have framed that shit um and i've since talked to the nurses and the surgeon being like hey so this happened and i'm not the only one i know like six of your patients that have had the same and they're all saying that we get misgendered to hell during this very gender-affirming process this beautiful experience of having top surgery and like changing your body the way you want um it gets dysphoric Mm -hmm. and that is a problem so one of the workshops i want to create is um like transgender care for like kaiser specifically for their staff mm-hmm. like not to be like the soji training but for <laughs> medical professionals like the training that we did yes uh, yeah um i put a lot of pressure on myself to fix the world um yeah i didn't i am i am non-binary i am an nb i have been on testosterone but <clears throat> I um I did the injections and I did the gel. Um reasons. Uh, but I stopped because I was not fit taking finasteride or monoxyl. So my hair was falling out because they offered me those things at the time. And I didn't think I needed them. But I am I like I'm joking that I am more vain than transgender. So I stopped the tea. And I don't believe I will be continuing. Um, yeah. Um, I still get misgendered to hell and dead named mm-hmm. at um, Kaiser. What? Yes. Even though, um, like, like you, like you said, all your records say, like, my name is this, my pronouns are this, please refer to me in such way. Um, like my medical bracelet says my dead name. Um, and I have, I have legally changed my name. 
Mm-hmm. I have legally changed. My name is Sammy. I have not done the paperwork. I have not um, filed for the change of my California ID. I have not done a social security card. I have not changed any of my credit cards and so on and so forth. But like, I let people know, like, hey, I've legally changed my name. Don't call me that. And for the most part, they get it right. But Kaiser, for some reason, is um, not great at that. And um, for me, I just go like, oh, that's that's my legal. It's not even my legal name anymore. Mm-hmm. I would refer to that as that's my legal name. That's my medical name. That's my serious business name. And it's like a different mode where like this, you're not they're not really dealing with me as a person sammy like they're just treating is that how you coped with it i don't know but um that's how i don't get sad but yeah i guess that's coping um you can tell them that's just my stage name Um, oh my god yes um that is my stage name okay so like my real name is sammy and you can follow me on tiktok if you want um (laughs) sure here's my qr um but yeah, so I I started going by Sammy actually in a partial hospitalization program. I um and I think that was two, 2017. And I was googling while you were talking. Sorry, uh, I, what what year the the dictionary, the Merriam-Webster, whatever, um, declared non-binary the singular pronoun they as word of the year because mm-hmm. that was like turning point for me like oh this is real this is legitimized this is a thing and i identified with it I'm like that that's fucking me i was like 30 um but yeah so i was in um i just got out of the psych ward i was there for like two weeks and then they put me in the partial partial hospitalization program where like you, you're there every day for like get to go the whole day but you get to go home but it's also in Los Angeles so I had to stay with a friend mm-hmm. so I was not like home home I was in LA those were like little excursions like I'm gonna go to the museum today anyway um so I changed my name tag I was like my name is Sammy like mm-hmm. I'm just filling this out I'm trying this and they went with it and I was very very scared about that because at different hospitals they'd be like oh they don't know who they are like she doesn't know who she is yes that turned out very bad in 2020 um that's not relevant to this right now but like she doesn't know who she is she's delusional she's having hallucinations um she's like possibly schizophrenic she's not identifying as herself and i was like god damn it so like i had to like i learned i think that's also why i'm okay with the dead name being used so much because it's like a safety to not say anything Mm because i don't want i don't want to be put away again Mm -hmm. it's it's just traumatizing across the board um but yeah at php they 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 didn't give me any shit and they let me explore that Mm -hmm. and the other patients there were very affirming and <clears throat> so I was able to like slowly progress my circle bigger and bigger to who to, who I let know I wanted to be called Sammy so I think like it was first the PHP people and then like the person I was staying with in LA and then like I think my boyfriend at the time I don't know um and then Facebook, I changed my name like 10 times on Facebook. Um, but I, I, and then Facebook, I changed it at Facebook, and then I changed it at Starbucks because working at Starbucks at the time. And that was like a safe nuclear home. Mm-hmm. Starbucks was my safe place for like five years because home is not a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. You get it. Um, I did not come out to my mother. Um, as like Sammy as non-binary until I absolutely needed to because I needed a caregiver for my top surgery mm-hmm. and she was my only option at the time. Um, it did not go well. 
Um, but yeah, it's a journey. Um, and then I didn't, I think, I don't remember when Janelle Monet came out as non-binary, but I remember that was important for me. Um, and there's, and I know Sam Smith came out as non-binary, uh, like a long time ago. And I'm like, that is a thing. Um, and the representation just matters so much. Making things feel like it's okay to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even knowing about it. Yes. No one exa- yeah. That's why I think I'm not trans. I'm not trans. Like I'm not, I don't want a beard, I guess. Um, I don't need a dude. I don't need a phalloplasty. Like I'm not trans. I used to watch, I, I used to watch uppercase chase. Mm-hmm. on youtube all the time um but like like as an anthropology project does that make sense like I was anthropology. the study of human nature oh. kind of so i was like i was like i was like i liked i like learning about like, like like i did for example i did a walk in my shoes as a child I was really into that, like, my entire life. Like, learning about different experiences, mm-hmm. different lifestyles, lifestyles different um, cool. people, cultures. Yeah, being queer is a culture. Um, so, yeah, and I would watch a trans woman. I don't remember her name right now. And, like, everything she had to go through. And also, Ash Hardell. Mm-hmm. Yes. On mm-hmm. YouTube. Um, and they're non-binary and they got out surgery and i was like fuck what i get rid of my boobs i did not know i did not know i could get rid of my boobs and like not have to identify as a man like it was just a thing i could do um and that was very exciting and i did it um but now i really like kate left kate left just had kate left had top surgery after i did um but they um, have documented the entire process for like the past, um, I say, I would say nine or ten months on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, and they have like the the no the no nipples like me. And at first they were using like she pronouns. She's like, I'm non-binary, but I'm using she pronouns, and that's okay, and that's okay for anyone else to do, and it is. But she's like they've also like transitioned to using they them pronouns. It's all been like very public, and I love it. <sighs> yeah. Um, yeah. What else? It's raining. Mm-hmm. It's raining. I'm waiting for Megan to be like, "I'm here," so I can like welcome back in the rain. Because I'm like, that is the hard stop when Megan shows up. Um, what else? I was always fascinated with, like, She's the Man and Sabrina the Teenage mm-hmm. Witch. And any portrayal, like, um, like cartoons, or any portrayal where a girl has to, like, disguise herself as a boy. Me too. I was like, fuck, I want that! That is so cool! Yeah. I just want to be a dude. But for a day, for me, it was like, I want to be a dude for a bit, or I want to be accepted as a dude, um, but st- like be myself, be who I am, or I want to look different. Because I had my, my, oh God, my mother was a cosmetologist. Do you know what that is? Um, hair, hair and makeup professional. Okay. Um, so, um, she was very, and then me, as her little girl, she was very into physical appearances. Mine too. Yep. Yeah. I think we could have, like, a whole episode <laughs> of our mom. <laughs> Without our mother's present. Right. But, yes. like, about, like, our yes. growing up with them. Mama trauma. <laughs> Can you call it that? I call it that already. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to refer to it as mama trauma when I lived with her. But I moved out, um... <laughs> I lived in a fucking homeless shelter to get away from her twice. I did that shit twice. Um, when I lived with her, I would call 
call it mama drama because it's what I was experiencing at the time and living <laughs> and now that I've escaped I call it mama trauma because it's something I have survived and I'm trying to heal from because mm-hmm. it's hard but yeah she would she like my hair always had to look a certain way I'd always have to have Makeup dresses on. and like the makeup is like oh why can't you do your makeup like your sister um close your legs when you're sitting um why do you walk like that just like and i am i i guess i am kind of femme still whatever but it was like very hyper femme Mm-hmm. growing up and it didn't really stop like it didn't like oh it stopped when I was 16 it did not no yeah oh she'd always say like you as my daughter are an extension of me yeah. it is you you're an extension of me and you have you have to be a good example or whatever in the world because you're my kid also, I look exactly like her, which is, um, like, you don't, I don't want you to meet my mother, but, like, Bex met my mom, because Bex was my caregiver for a few things, like, for the top surgery, um, and also, like, babysitting Sophie at the house, anyway, um, she's like, it's really weird seeing your mom, because she looks just like you. But like old and mean, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. So like I, 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 and our names are even similar. My my dead name is like the Spanish version of hers. They're very similar. She probably did that on purpose. Yeah. Um. So I always had a complex of like not being like her. Mm-hmm. Like. I'm. I love. I love Ariel, right? You know, I like mermaids. I won't dye my hair. I. I haven't dyed my hair. I might do it now, but I haven't dyed my hair red, even though I love Ariel because my mother. My mother dyes her hair red, mm-hmm. and I already look a lot. And like my hair is currently like this green shit going on. Um, like as soon as I was able to, I wasn't allowed to dye my hair. Um, my own hair. Um. I like did the wild colors to differentiate myself. I make sure I don't get a glasses frame that looks similar to hers. I make sure like like I thought these were tortoise shell because um, my mom always wore tortoise shell glasses um, when I was growing up, and my brother bought these for me. He he didn't let me pick them out, and I like freaked out when I saw them. But they're not tortoise shell. They're tiny flowers on a brown background. So it kind of looks like it, but like I know it's flowers, and that makes me feel better. Um, yeah, I just did not want to grow up to be her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vomit. <sighs> she might hear this one day. I'm not sorry. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Good. Okay. Um, we are over an hour on this podcast. Um, Just like to wrap up. How should we wrap up? Um, I don't know what our outro is. Okay. Okay. So I'll just how about like how we'll, we'll do this? How are you feeling now? Um. And I hate that question. Because, okay. Like, my therapist tried to do that for the longest time. Really? Like, how do you feel, like, after everything? Arrhythmia is a thing. I don't know what that is. Not knowing not knowing what your feelings are. Oh, okay. It's particularly an autistic trait. No way. Yes. Not being able to describe your feelings or understand them. Yeah, <laughs> that's been my whole life. <laughs> talking about? I will, I will Google it for you. So I know you like them definitions. Arrhythmia. Because every time when someone asks me that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. 
That is. That's why I always hate the question being asked. I'm like, how am I supposed to know? I might have the word wrong. Okay, no, okay, so I, the because arrhythmia is coming up as palpitations of the heart. Um, it was in a song, so I thought it was arrhythmia. Oh, Alex, Alexithymia. Alex, I can't say that shit. Interesting. But don't we all have like a baseline of nothingness until something happens? I don't know. I am not everybody. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I don't know what our outro will be, um, but I think this is a good podcast to show you like who we are. Yeah. Hot Mess um, Express. And we will probably do other. Um, I want to interview people. Yeah, that's part of like what we want this podcast to be about is interview other people in this intersectionality um how disability and trauma affects our lives mm-hmm. um talking about inaccessibility yes ideas to solve them Inex- yeah um i don't know if every episode will be as scattered as this but with me probably <gasps> Um, I I took my modafinil a day, but I don't think it did anything. But yeah. Thank you all for listening. If you're still here, I appreciate you. Um, follow me on TikTok. Send me the Vembo. Catch more of my shenanigans. That would be cool. We can interact and engage. And I also have another podcast. If you like cannabis uh medical cannabis education where i just talk about um facts about cannabis much more eloquent and structured way i imagine yes (laughs) except for the interview with megan but that's because that was unscripted okay so cool beans okay bye Bye.